So a massive secret that a lot of people don't know is that one of the fastest ways to grow your business and increase your sales is to narrow your focus. So what I mean is a lot of you guys are doing a lot of different things. You're focusing on doing more busy work, overtaking the actions that are actually going to bring in money. You don't have any clarity around what actions you're taking that are for building your brand versus actions you need to take to actually build your business. And if you were wondering, yes, love, those are two different things. As I always say, in order to see dramatic changes in your life, this starts with an identity shift. So for most of us, that means shifting into the most powerful version of ourselves, which is our CEO identity. The issue is that a lot of us don't even know what a CEO identity looks like or what being a CEO actually is or what actions we need to take to actually be successful. So to make this transition, one of the most powerful things that you need to do is narrow your focus and get laser focused at being really good at selling one thing. So successful entrepreneurs have a narrow focus. Unsuccessful entrepreneurs typically are all over the place. So here are the three things that you need to focus on that successful CEOs focused on. Number one, human connection. Number two, getting really good at selling one product. And number three, learning the art of figuring out what people want. And I will give you specific tests you can use to figure this out towards the end of the episode. So in today's episode, here's what we're gonna be talking about. Number one, we're gonna be talking about why you should focus on human connection more than making money. Number two, how to make money with one offer than all of the gazillion products you're probably selling right now. And number three, the art of figuring out what people want. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Celebrity, hosted by me, your head business bestie in charge of holding you accountable to your dreams. My name is Natasha Soleil, and this podcast is all about how to find the confidence to step into the next level version of you that is capable of creating your red carpet life, a business you love, and an irresistible personal brand. It's time to step out of the shadows, babe, and into the spotlight. It's time for you to get paid to build a legacy you want to be known for. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode episode. So all the tips you're going to receive today are all going to help you increase your sales. It's how successful entrepreneurs like myself approach selling. So let's go ahead and jump into segment one, why you should focus on human connection more than making money. So in a bonus episode of Unleash Your Inner Celebrity called How Long Does It Take to Become Successful? I talked about how human connection will make you more money in the long haul. If you guys want, I can do a full you know, episode that dives deeper into this. But the real reason why you must focus on human connection over making money is because in order to sell a product, you have to master two things. Number one, you must master getting people's attention first. And number two, you must master your listening skills so you know what the heck you need to sell and how to sell it. Not enough people are studying their market. They're focusing on the sale and forgetting that sales are a two-way tango. It isn't just about what popped up in your head and what you want to sell. It's also about, guys, what's actually in demand, okay? So where is the demand at. If you guys know of the fashion label called Shopo, then you may have heard of their CEO, Jane Liu. She has a YouTube channel where she documents her life as a CEO. And in a video, she spoke about her first fashion line that 
failed. And she said it failed because she wasn't listening to her audience. She thought that just because she loved a particular fashion item, that that meant other people would love it too. And basically her business failed because she did not listen to her audience and she did not validate her actual products, right? How many of you guys have done this where you just assume something would sell just because you like it, okay? So while we're talking about this, I find this to be a really good time to mention why as an entrepreneur, it just does not make sense to get all caught up in perfectionitis. And the reason is, is because sales aren't about you. Sales aren't about you being perfect. It's really about what your people want. And the more you focus on perfect, the less you validate because you're just not getting your ideas out into the market. So you guys, you gotta run your business like a scientist, right? So we all remember back in high school when we were doing you know, biology and we learned about the whole scientist, you know, comes up with a hypothesis that they assume could be true, they test, and then they get their, you know, their answer, the summary, the solution, right? Same thing in your business. You hypothesize after doing some research and then you test and then you get your answer. So that's why it's not about perfection. And think about it like scientists don't think about perfection when they're hypothesizing. They're just trying to come up with the best educated guess, okay? So that's why perfection doesn't make sense is because as your entrepreneur, testing is what makes you money. And perfection is literally like the opposite of testing. So back to what I was saying, in order to sell something, it has to be in demand. And I love what Jane Lou said, it doesn't matter how much marketing and PR you spend. If your customer or your client doesn't want, doesn't want it, you can spend all the money on marketing and PR as you want, they're not gonna buy it, right? It's gonna be a really, really, really difficult uphill battle. So how do you find out if there is a demand for what you do? Well, we talk about this more at the end of the episode, but before you can do what we talk about at the end of this episode, you gotta do one thing, okay? The only way to know, this is the first step, the only way to know if there is demand for something is to have a clear idea of the problem that you're actually solving and therefore the solution that you're selling to that problem, okay? So I'm gonna say it for probably like the 100th time. The service you want to sell is not the same thing, love, as the problem you're actually solving. If you don't have a clear idea of what that problem is, you will not sell. It'll be so difficult to sell. You'll not make a lot of money from that, okay? And the way you sell is by selling the solution to a problem. In addition, the key to selling the hell out is knowing out of all the problems you could possibly solve, which one of those do people really want solved the most, right? And who wants to solve the most? This is not the responsibility of a coach or a course. Neither of these can really tell you this, okay? The answer to this is found when you research it. You discover this through your own research and testing. And the way to do that is through building a connection with people because the only way you can get the answers are if you're talking to people. And the connection that you really need to build has to start, you you guys, it has to start way before the actual sale. It has to start way before you build an audience. So when we're talking about connection, right? And as we all know, when you're putting yourself out there, not that many people are responding, your first step of connection is getting people to notice you. That's step one is what do you have to say to start being more visible? 
That's the first step, right? It starts with that first step of being able to, you know, get more answers to those questions that you put out on Instagram stories to get more people to vote on the polls. That's the first point of communication, right? It starts then. Okay, and as my girl Laura says, it's never too early to build an audience. And to be truthfully honest with you guys, a lot of entrepreneurs, Natalie Diver has actually talked about this. So for those of you guys who know Natalie Diver from Boss Babe, when she went to go launch Oh My God Detox, she built her audience for a good year before selling to them. She built an audience that cared about nutrition, you know, smoothies and healthy eating before she even launched the product, okay? A lot of y'all are getting so discouraged because you're seeing the testimonials, you're seeing the Instagram stories where people are posting what their clients made and what they're making and all this other stuff and it's driving you crazy. And I just wanna be honest with you guys, right? When you guys get up all the hype, I don't want y'all to get caught up in all the foolery, all the foolery, right? Here's the truth. When someone says, I made 50K after working with a coach, right? When they write that testimonial or when that coach posts that testimonial, what they're not telling you is that those who typically see those type of numbers are people that have already built a brand and people that have already built an audience, okay? They may have started a new business, right? Maybe their old business wasn't working as well, they started a new one, but they typically have already built or already have an existing audience. Trust me, guys. There are coaches that part- that specifically target people who are already making money in their business. And so when they talk about how they help their clients scale to $100,000 a month, know that their client was already making probably five to 10K on their own. So they already knew how to sell. If you are struggling to sell, it's most likely because you don't know how to sell. So I want you to understand that because I don't want you to get caught up in the foolery. And I say the foolery because it's the foolery in your head. It's the trolls in your head, right? It's that thing in your head saying like, oh my God, like I'm what I'm doing right now ain't working. She's got $50,000 after you know one month, but then they don't talk about how she was building her business for a year before that, okay? Guys, it's so important that you understand this because you're getting discouraged when you're only at chapter one and don't get to, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 50. Um, you know, don't get fooled or sucked into the hype. Okay, so in the beginning of your journey, the number one thing you need to focus on is mastering how to get people's attention and mastering how to listen to figure out why people would wanna buy from you. And I'm gonna share with you guys a way that you can become an incredible listener and all the opportunities you have to be able to listen, okay? Cause there's a lot. So a great way to be a good listener and to really figure out like, you know, what problems do people need solved? You know, what problem is so painful is to get people on calls get people on calls throw those surveys out throw them in the garbage quit doing questionnaires no one wants to fill that out but people especially women ladies y'all know us we love giving our opinions on things get women on calls get your audience on the call men will give their opinion too but get people on the call and here's a way you can really start connecting with people right this is a secret that i think maybe i'm the only one who said but this is a this is a huge secret that i'm about to give y'all a secret that i realized just in the past three to six months okay so a great way to be a good listener oh i'm so excited to share this okay so the, one of the best ways to start connecting with people one-on-one and really just figuring out what help people need is to really start building relationships with people, like real relationships, like friendships, like friends. And let me tell you why, okay? Because the best ways to monetize are normally things that 
you've gone through, so pains you've gone through, problems you've gone through or are currently going through right now, like whatever you're going through right now, you can monetize that because chances are someone's going through that too. Or you can look at what people you love are going through. Okay, so this is the truth about how most products are born. Most products are born from problems that are near and dear to us. So for example, poopery, right? The lady that started that started it after she realized that going poop in public is embarrassing and she didn't want to make it an embarrassing experience. So what she did was is she created an oil that you can kind of like spritz in the uh, toilet so that when you take a poop, it basically makes it so your poop don't stink. And she sold that product. That's the product she sold. I mean, how many of us don't go poop in public? I definitely don't. I wouldn't even want poopery. Like, I don't even want people to hear the poop drop in the toilet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just one example, right? You know, the product Lumia, Brandon Lumia, uh, the CEO, who's also, you know, a really good friend of mine. The way that she came up with Lumia, Lumia, for those of you guys who don't know, is a automatic makeup brush cleaner. So it's a machine. It's like a washing machine that cleans your makeup brushes, right? She came up with the idea because as a model, she had to do her makeup every day, right? She had to do her makeup every day and she was tired of cleaning it. So she was like, okay, is there something I can find that can clean this thing for me? She looked, she searched on Google, she could find nothing. And so she created it. They didn't search for gaps in the market. They didn't search for what everyone else was doing in the industry. They looked at where is there a real need? And the best way to find needs are to look within yourself or people close and dear to you. And when it comes to any type of product, all products are created from this place, right? There was a time where we wanted to know what a song was. We couldn't find out who sung the song. And so there was an app that was created that if you played the song, it'll tell you the name of the person that sings it and the title of the song, right? Everything that's created, right? From why we're now marketing CBD to people who are struggling with anxiety, everything is created based off of pain. And what smart entrepreneurs do is that they look at with themselves and with other people around them, what things are annoying, what things piss people off, what things people are hurting from, and they create products around that. They create products that solve things that annoy people, that cause them pain, that frustrate them. And that's what you have to think about. And that's why having conversations and human connection is so important because without those conversations, you don't get those answers. Now let's go into this a little bit further, okay? So I'm just gonna say this just to recap. The most profitable solutions usually come from within. It comes from your own pain or wanting to find a solution to problems that you have or that the people you love have, okay? Here is why human connection is so important and how you can use it to really build your business, okay? You should be studying yourself. So through journaling, if you journal, you can study a lot of your pain, a lot of your issues, and you can come out like, you know, you can really uncover some things about yourself that you can then monetize later on down the line once you've overcome it. The other thing that you should be doing is building friendships and close relationships with people that are in your target market or your industry. Friendships, friendships are perfect for this, right? Because when you have a real relationship or a friendship with somebody, you guys open up to each other, right? You open up to each other differently than the way that you would open up on a survey, right? It's a lot deeper connection. And if you listen to the conversations you have with friends, right? You can hear their deepest 
pains. And if you pay attention to that and you write some of that stuff down, you can then turn around and monetize it. So I know this sounds really bad, guys, but it's the truth. This is how people come up with the product. People are in pain and they find solutions to it. That is what you do as an entrepreneur. It's not being shady. It's just writing it down and understanding, wow, this is something that, especially if you know how to help them, if you're helping your friends for free, what makes you think you can't charge other people to help them, right? So this is something that you do. So for me personally, I am an excellent case study for my accountability buddies. I have a lot of issues. We all got a lot of issues. My accountability buddy can just listen to me and monetize and create a product for people like me. And I can do the same thing for her. And that's really how you can narrow down your ideal client or get really specific and speak to one person is through having conversations, right? Building long-term relationships. What do you think people do when they're coming up with a product and you hear about people doing like, like surveys or like long long like experiments like not experiments where like you're torturing people or anything like that but you know like you know when you hear products coming out and people are doing like like case studies where like we want to see you take this type of behavior for a long period of time they're studying these people because it takes a while to get the data you need to be able to know what's going on deep with somebody and to know really how to help and fix that so that's why a lot of these studies that you see you know companies do take such a long time is because a lot of times a survey just isn't enough. So surveys, you know, surveys like questionnaires. Okay, whatever. I I feel like a lot of people just answer just because they want to get through it if they actually answer it. Calls are a whole new level. Relationships with people are a whole new level of finding out how you can help people. Okay. So listening to the conversations you have with people, listening to what you are looking at, what you write in your journal is super powerful. So a really great way if you want to get started with this is just to find people that are in your target market. You know, they're probably going to need some help with something in their business or their life. And just tell them like, hey, you know, like I'm trying to grow my business. I'm a brand new entrepreneur. Like, do you want to be each other's accountability buddies? Like, how can we support one another in helping each other become better? Like, for example... You know, if I was in a fitness business and, you know, I wanted to find out maybe there's a girl that I was talking to, we're friends and she was saying that she was struggling, you know, to commit to losing weight. And I knew that there's something that value I could bring to her. I would just, you know, connect with her and I would just have conversations with her around like, you know, like, so why do you feel like it's so hard? I'd really like to know. I'm curious because I'm trying to launch, you know, a business and I would just like to know, like, what, what are you going through? What are you struggling? And just be each other's cheerleaders and help each other grow something amazing. Going back to increasing that human connection, let's talk about something else, okay? What you guys have to remember is that the people you are serving are people. They are not sales numbers. They are not robots. They're not math. They are real people. So you got to think about how you can genuinely connect in general. So you guys, like you got to treat this as like a real relationship, right? You got to think about how to genuinely connect, right? So quick question I'm going to ask you guys is just to get your brain thinking. Did you know that by connecting individually with people on DM, you can actually get more sales than by just posting on Instagram stories? So for example, when people follow you, why aren't you, if you're not doing this, why aren't you sending them a voice note or or why aren't you sending them a little video, introducing yourself, saying hi, connecting with them, asking them about what they do? Why aren't you doing that? And telling them, hey, I'm here to support you in your business if you need me, right? Or, or when people respond to your polls or your stories or your questions, have you thought about sending them a video to engage them in more conversation about the answer they gave? 
Guys, you got to understand that all sales are just conversations that are conversations that lead to revenue. And I'm not saying create fake connections with people. What I'm saying is, is that if you want to stand out, focus on human connection, focus on really building a relationship and just talking to people and letting people know you exist. All right. And when you're thinking and you're operating from that CEO identity, like what Natalie Diver did with Oh My God Detox, like I did with Instagram Stories, a lot of other people do in their business, you focus on creating the connection, you focus on creating the conversations way before the sale. So if you guys wanna know, do I do this? Yes, I definitely do this. I don't do it to every person that follows me, but I try a couple days during the week. I try to, when people follow me, I actually send a, I write down a list of everybody that followed me for like the past 24, 36 hours, whatever Instagram allows me to see. I start filming a video. I film like a 15 second video and I say, you know, hey, I don't know if her name is gonna be, hey, Kenya or hey, Kayla, whatever her name is. Hey, Kenya or Kayla, um, you know, hi, my name's Natasha. You know, I thank you so much for following me. I'm so honored to have you. And I really mean that because you guys have built up uh, for have anyone to follow you to build an audience, you should be honored to, for them to be in your presence. I'm honored that you thought my page was interesting enough for you to follow. So thank you so much for following me. I ask them about what they do. What do you do? I'd love to hear more about your business. And I tell them a little bit about what I do and how I can help them support their business in any way. And then I say, you know, a little bit about what I do. And I say, you know, if you need help in any way in supporting your business, I am here, right? So I focus on human connection over the money and you should focus on human connection over the money, especially in the beginning, especially, well, period. You should focus on human connection over the money and really just start building an audience so that you can really cultivate, you know, a community of people that all have the same problem that need to be solved. And then when you sell, it's going to make you money. Okay. So that is what you need to do. Focus on mastering, grabbing people's attention, and then focus on how to be an excellent listener. Okay, so now let's just go ahead and jump into segment number two. How to make more money with one offer than all the gazillion products you're trying to sell right now. So when you are first starting out, you need to focus on getting really good at selling one product. You need to pick one product or one offer that you focus on getting really good at selling for six months to one year. So I'm gonna repeat this again one product, okay? And basically what you do each month is you perfect selling that one thing. You perfect how you position it. Maybe the problem you're trying to solve isn't the problem your people want fixed. And if you just change the angle on it slightly, then the sale will start rolling in. A lot of times I've seen this to be the case just because people aren't doing enough listening to see what their audience wants. So I wanna share with you guys um, an example with a brand that I've worked with. We're gonna use Illumia as an example. There's two main reasons why people want Illumia. One is because, or there's two main problems that Illumia really solves. One is that with clean makeup brushes, you it helps you clear up your skin. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that using dirty makeup brushes can actually cause you to break out more. The other problem that Lalumia solves is the desire to like not have to clean your makeup brushes. And so when we put the messaging out and we created, you know, content that was about, you know, your skin getting clear and content about how this device saves you time, way more people care about the device saving them time over, you know, their skin and repairing their skin. So as a result, we were able to collect the data and now create more content that's about the convenience of the product because it's really about coming from a place of service and understanding what people want help with the most. That's an idea of basically how, you know, your product or program can solve problems, but it's like, which one is the problem that people want solved the most? And then just focus on marketing that solution. The other thing is, is that you really just need to forget <laughs> about trying to survey people by taking polls on Facebook groups. Polls, to be honest, guys, just doesn't go deep enough 
if you're going to pull, pull people on like what podcast episode they want you to do next. Pull people on like, you know, what Facebook Live they want to do next. But don't try to use that as a way to find out like their deepest, deepest, deepest pain points because it's just not enough data, okay? Basically what you wanna do is you wanna focus on selling one product and getting really good at that because that's what allows you to get the data you need to start you know, seeing what's working and seeing what's not working, okay? You can't get the data if you're hopping from product to product. And I'm gonna use two really good examples of this. Kylie Jenner, with as big of an audience as she has, right? She focused, she only sold you guys one lip kit before she branched out and sold a whole entire line. Steve Jobs got really good at selling the Macintosh before he branched out to laptops, iPhones, iPods, iPads, and etc. And just think about how long it took him before he got to expanding that fast. So you guys, I love what Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. People, if you look at a lot of people, they're starting off with one product. They're not launching a full blown off line. And the reason why is because they're trying to validate if that one product can even really be successful. And they need time to actually focus on perfecting their marketing and their messaging to make that product successful, okay? Hopping from product to product to product is just a form of self-sabotage. And let's just be real, guys. Let's just be real. The reason why you're self-sabotaging is because you're lacking in confidence. You're associating this sale with your worth and you're giving up a little bit too easily. That's why it's so important that you step into that CEO identity and you stop making your business super personal. The other reason why you focus on selling one product, and this is something a lot of people don't know or don't realize, is that in order to sell something, you gotta build anticipation and buzz around it. A lot of people aren't selling because they're not building enough anticipation and buzz, okay? And what this means is that it requires you to do a lot of self-promo or just promo about the product before it even comes out. And so I'm gonna ask you to think about, just to get your brain jogging, where do you normally see this at? And typically where you see this at is, for example, if someone's launching like an email marketing course, all of a sudden you see Instagram stories of them building the course, right? You see uh, blog posts coming out all about email marketing, right? And they're doing this way before, sometimes 30 days beforehand, sometimes 60 days beforehand, sometimes six months before the, beforehand. They do it for a longer period of time to really build anticipation and really build excitement and buzz around it, right? You know, when someone is launching a fashion line, they're showing behind the scenes of how they came up with the ideas for the pieces before it goes on sale. So my question to you is, are you building enough anticipation? Are you even thinking about anticipation? or Are you letting people know that you'll actually be launching a new product in the near future and here are all the amazing reasons why, or here are all the reasons why it's amazing? Or are you just, you know, dropping links in Facebook posts and saying, here, buy it, right? What I want you to do, again, going back to Apple, is just take a look at them. Every year, they launch a new iPhone. But here's the funny thing about Apple, right? For the whole year before that iPhone's launched, we are seeing leaks come out about what's gonna be in the next iPhone. Do you really believe that Apple isn't leaking some of that themselves? Do you really believe that they're not purposely creating buzz so that when they launch this product, like all they gotta do is drop it and everyone's gonna be excited to go get it. They're gonna be excited to tune into the keynote and see you know, what's really gonna actually be in there. They're creating buzz all year. So 
That's how you got to think. You got to think like a CEO. You got to think like Tim Cook. You got to think like Steve Jobs. That's how you get yourself out there. You got to build anticipation. You can't just drop links and expect things to sale. Okay. And that's why business is not instant oatmeal success. That's why it's long term because you got to build that anticipation. That anticipation may not happen in five minutes. Okay. I'm going to give you guys another example. The brand I worked with, you know, Lalumia. When they were first launching their device, they spent four to six months building anticipation and buzz through, you know, collaborations with influencers, doing PR, press, building up their Instagram audience. They were, you know, creating video content, seeing what people liked, seeing what people didn't like. That's what the stuff we were doing, right? And honestly, and this is, again, why it goes back to, like, don't care about being perfect perfect. It's about showing up and showing out every day and letting go all those things you think that you need to do to become successful go because through a mistake, we actually found something that opened up a whole new level of like promotion for this company. And basically, you know, in the beginning, like any company, we're so focused on, you know, the professional shoots, making sure everything looks professional and, you know, nice so people can see how you know amazing the product is. But you know, although we got the professional video of the commercials and photos, what ended up happening is, is that one day we just needed something to post. I can't figure out why, but we just needed something to post. And the CEO a few months back, you know, had been taking photos of the device and we're just, you know, all oogling over it. And so we just decided, we're like, okay, we're just going to post it on Instagram because really, <laughs> I think we just didn't have anything to post that day, to be honest. And so we posted it and the post went crazy like when I tell you went crazy guys like 2,000 likes on the post and like two it was like like 3,000 comments like there was more comments than likes on the post I've never seen anything that insane where there was I mean it was so outrageous guys it looked like we had faked the numbers I mean that's just really how crazy it was it was amazing people were tagging their friends and that's really why there was more comments people were tagging their friends but they weren't just tagging one friend they were tagging like 10 friends in the post like it was crazy like the shareability of that post was crazy and what we learned is when we created content on the iPhone right people were more likely to share it because it appeared like it belonged more on the feed it appeared like something their friend would share and if we had been overthinking it and just really like following all these standards of the industry because at that time right well still at the time uh, you know a lot of companies in the same you know beauty tech field they only post like super professional stuff how we thought like oh well we can't post anything regular schmegular because we got to follow what everyone else is doing in the industry we never would have had that breakthrough and that ended up being the model that was used for even up until this day like iphone videos are like cream of the crop right <laughs> simple iphone videos things that people would be like oh that's so professional that's the things that people like that they wanted to share that that resulted in way more sales than professional stuff so again this is why perfection doesn't help you at all you got to test you got to put yourself out there and you know you you know you got to build anticipation and through building anticipation what ended up happening is that you know because they focus on one product they focus on building anticipation around that one product they focus on different ways to get their messaging out there and to really connect with their people when december came the sales were insane, like insane for a brand new company. I don't want to put the numbers out there because I ain't got permission to do that, but the sales were insane. Okay, so anticipation is key for any industry. So as a recap, focus on human connection over money. Human connection will allow you to build an audience that will help you create wealth long term. And by building an audience, it makes it easier for you to sell because you've mastered grabbing people's attention and you know how to listen to them so you know exactly what to sell. And number two, focus on one product and get really good at selling 
that. By focusing on one product, you can consciously improve each month and see your sales improve each month. Hello, right? You can build upon that. You can build upon, you can't build upon something if you're hopping from thing to thing, right? So think about it this way. Maybe one month, you only sell one thing, right? But maybe by month six, you're selling a hundred things, right? Give yourself time to focus on this one product. Not only that, just to build momentum, but just to really build anticipation. You can't do that with multiple products, okay? So now let's just go ahead and jump into our final segment, which is segment number three, the art of figuring out what people want to buy. So yes, guys, there is an art to figuring out what the heck people wanna buy. And so the third thing that I really want you to focus on is how to pay attention to what actions your people are taking so that you can figure out what people want. So here's something, if you haven't figured this out already, as an entrepreneur, there are two things you need to understand. Number one, what people say they will buy and what people actually do buy are totally different. Just because people say that they want something doesn't mean that's a validation that you should sell it, okay? Validation comes from the actual payment. The actions that matter are the ones that are done when there's a payment exchange, okay? Those are the ones you care about, right? That is the one you care about. Not what people say like, I would love to buy this. If they don't buy it, then they obviously didn't love it that much, okay? The second thing beyond people purchasing it is seeing what actions people are taking on your free content. So we're not looking for words, guys. We're not looking for what people are saying. We're looking for action. So either payment, okay? Either comments, either Instagram saves, either downloading a freebie, okay? So you will notice for those of you guys who have stuck to selling one product so far that, and you're getting really good with that, that if you do this enough, if you keep putting your message out there enough, you will notice that, for example, just with Instagram, there are certain posts that you create that resonate so deeply with your audience that gets way more saves than other posts, right? Likes, we don't care because people just scroll and like, but a save means someone plans on coming back to it. It means it's important to them. So obviously, you know, when someone saves something, it means something. When someone comments, it means something. It's them taking intentional action, not subconscious action, where they're just like being a robot, scrolling and clicking stuff. You've gotten their attention enough to where they stop and they're now saving and commenting. They're going out of their way to interact with your content. That's what you want, okay? Another way to really notice this is with lead magnets. Lead magnets are a great way to figure out what people want, okay? So I believe that your goal should be to focus on getting a really good, you know, with promoting and getting signups for one lead magnet. But I also understand when it comes to freebies that sometimes you have a hunch that maybe the freebie you wanna create, there's another problem that people may want solved more. And you're kind of in between, you don't know which one to go with, right? You can create lead magnets as a way to validate if someone wants you to, if your clients or customers want you to go in one direction over the other, that's a great way to kind of like pre-validate a product, okay? What you would do is in this case is that you would put out a lead magnet, you know, drive, focus on getting enough traffic to it. Guys, you can't test something if only 15 people have seen it. That's not a good enough data. You focus on getting like, you know, at least a thousand people on it, you know, a thousand people to it. See, see people want it, right? And then the, what you do is you drop another lead magnet for the other problem that focuses more on the other solution you want to provolve or you want to solve, sorry. And you send another thousand people to it. See what people want. All right. And whichever one that people gravitate towards the easiest is normally the one that sells the easiest. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example of when I was a video marketing specialist and YouTube strategist and I was in the process of validating a product. Okay. So I wanted to see how out of, you know, the segments I was doing for video marketing, IG stories or YouTube, which one had more demand. So here's what happened. Okay. So at the time I was building a resource library and I'd practically had like just 10 freebies related to YouTube and only one freebie I ended up creating for was 
was for actually for IG stories. And this was an Instagram stories planner. So I decided to promote the freebies for YouTube and the Instagram story planner. Okay. And so basically here's what happened. The IG stories planner got way more email signups on a day-to-day basis than the 10 different YouTube and video marketing freebies combined. Like one freebie outperformed 10 freebies. And if we compare the anticipation for, for example, when I did a free stories course versus a free YouTube course. Okay, so when I did the YouTube one, 15 people signed up for my free YouTube mini course slash challenge over a period of seven days, okay? When it came to my IG stories course, 300 people signed up in 24 to 40 hours. So it was pretty obvious to me that there was a demand in general for Instagram stories over YouTube, considering that it was performing way better on like every platform. So it was performing better on Instagram, Pinterest, my blog, everything, right? So once I got the data back, what did I do? I had to look at two things. This is what CEOs do. They they get the data and they analyze it. That's that's a habit you got to instill to really step into that CEO identity is understanding that you're putting out things in order to get data. So the first question that I really had to analyze is, is YouTube in high enough demand? And I ended up deciding yes, because I knew there were big platforms on YouTube that were huge in telling people how to grow a YouTube channel and were monetizing that. So I knew that, that there was a market for that. So then the next logical question that I asked is, am I even on the right platform to collect this data or to make this successful? And here's what I learned, okay? The thing I learned about YouTube is that it's a really unique community. There's a lot of people, surprisingly, that aren't really into YouTube. They're more into Instagram. I mean, normally people that are on YouTube are also into Instagram, but you'll find a lot of people on Instagram that don't aren't really onto YouTube. So it's, it's a really interesting thing, right? So whereas, you know, talking about Instagram can be a really big market on YouTube, talking about YouTube is not a really big market on Instagram, okay? So the thing I learned is that, you know, if you want to make money teaching people YouTube, right, the bulk of that has to be done on your YouTube channel, right? Not outside of that. If you want to build an audience around that, you should focus more so on building it on YouTube. The second thing is that if you're putting a lot of your attention on Instagram and Facebook, like I was doing, you end up getting people that typically aren't in the YouTube space or aren't ready to buy because they're just learning about YouTube. So this is how you step into the CEO version of yourself. You look at the data and you strategize around that data. That's what CEOs do. You just put yourself out there and you test, test, test. So going back to the art of figuring out what people want, number one, you start off with choosing a really good freebie. Number two, you gotta give it a real chance by driving a ton of traffic to it. If your freebie has only been seen by 15 people, that is not enough, right? You gotta like, like you need to be getting at least a thousand people on that page. Like you need to be tracking Google Analytics or getting some sort of analytical tracker, lead pages, whatever, and actually seeing how many people are on that page. Get at least 500 to 1,000 people on that page right? Do not, (laughs) do not think that if you send 15 people and only three people sign up or five people sign up that that's enough data because it's not, okay? And here's how you analyze that data, right? You look at how many people are visiting the page versus people that are downloading the freebie, okay? So my current freebie, Five Steps to a Profitable Brand, is currently averaging a 60 to 70% conversion rate, meaning that 60 to 70% of people that land on that page click to download my freebie. The freebie I had before this had a 30% download rate. So only 30% of the people on that page, you know, access the webinar. That is a huge difference. So which freebie am I going to go with? Obviously the guide over the webinar. So I know a lot of you guys have heard people say that you don't need to freebies to sell and you don't have to create value. I disagree with about the creating value thing. I agree that no, you don't need to create 10 free guides to create value and build like, no like, and trust. But 
Here's the thing, when you're creating one or two freebies, it's a really great way to validate what people want because what people say isn't always the truth, but what people actually are willing to take action on is a really great indicator. And the reason why people are getting so caught up, like I did with creating 10 different freebies is because you're not really understanding what a lead magnet is for. So a lead magnet, yes, it's to give people something in exchange for their email addresses, to give them something free in exchange for their personal contact information. But even more than that, it's a way for you to see what people want. If people aren't willing to download your freebie for free, if they're not willing to download your guide for free, then they're probably not willing to pay a paid version of that. So that's why you have that is to validate, right? That's why you have that to validate. That's why really successful coaches that are smart still do lead magnets. <laughs> they still do freebies or they do something, right? Even if your freebie is like, you know, a masterclass or whatever, like, you know, people, that's why you do that. As a recap, Here's what you want to do. You want to focus on human connection over money. Human connection will allow you to build an audience that will allow you to create wealth long term. And by building an audience, it makes it easier for you to sell because you've mastered grabbing people's attention and you know how to listen to them so you know exactly how to sell. Okay, number two, focus on one product, right? And get really good at selling that. By focusing on one product, you can consciously improve each month and see your sales increase each month. By focusing on one product, you can also build anticipation. And lastly, focus on validating. If people don't want anything free associated with what you're selling, they're not gonna wanna pay for it either. Focus on validating to see what problem people want solved so freaking bad and focus on validating what angle or messaging you need to use. And that's pretty much it, guys. That's how you increase sales. You increase sales by saying focus and by testing, not by dabbling. And that's pretty much it, you guys, for today's episode. But before you sign off, I want to keep the conversation going. Let me know your thoughts. Do you agree with everything I talked about today? Or do you see things maybe a little bit differently? Maybe totally differently. Whatever the case may be, tweet me at Natasha Soleil or Instagram me at Natasha Soleil. And that's N-A-T-A-S-H-A-S-O-L-A-E. And before we say our final goodbyes, I just want to thank my wonderful engineer and music producer, Archie Beats, for making today's episode possible. You can find him on IG, just search Archie Beats. I've also listed his information down in the show notes. All right, well, that's it, guys. Until next time, I will see you later, lads. Bye-bye.